this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and I'm so glad to be with you guys today. I hope everyone's had a great week so far. Uh, here we are on Wednesday, so hey, it's hump day. We're halfway through the week. So for those of you having not so good of a week, you only got a couple days left <laughs> until the weekend. Those of you having a great week so far, hey, guess what? You're going to have another half the week that's going to be even better. So I'm glad that and honored to be with each one of you today. And I'm excited because today I want to talk to you guys about something that's been on my heart recently that I actually spoke with a lady in my, one of my life coaching sessions. And as many of you know, I'm a life coach, prophetic life coach. And so I speak on levels of being upset, being depressed, uh, how to start a business, um, how to begin to turn over your finances, how to begin to move in the prophetic, you know, how to begin to you know activate your giftings. And so those are things I do. And the other day we had a session with one of our amazing clients who is a friend of ours in the ministry. And we were talking about the prophetic gifting. And some of the things I think within hearing the voice of God maybe needs to be brought out today. So I thought, you know what, what we're going to talk about today for a short period of time is basically things to avoid when you prophesy. Things to avoid when you prophesy. Now, let me say this. First rule of thumb is this, is there actually is not a rule of thumb in the prophetic. But yet I'm going to say it this way. First rule of thumb would be that you want to be able to be careful when it deals with prophesying to people, especially when it deals with titles, uh, positions, uh, callings, because of the fact we have to take into consideration someone's identity, right? And so when we talk about sort of things you really don't want to, you want to sort of steer away from that is helpful for people, is bringing forth that place of Am I really sensing that I need to say, hey, you're called to be a prophet. Hey, you're called to be an intercessor. Hey, you're called to be a prayer warrior. Hey, you're called to be an apostle. Hey, you're called to be a pastor. You know, thus saith the Lord. You know, you're called to be a teacher, a doctor, an attorney. And the reason why is because it doesn't mean God will not say these things. God will say some of these things a lot of times. However, you have to take into consideration that when it deals with people's identity, people's identity is not based on their call, their role, their gifting, or their title. And so we have to begin to realize that when we deal with, let's say, someone being a... Um, a prophet or a dad or a school teacher or an apostle. You know, all these are titles that a lot of us carry within our lives. Natural titles such as mother, dad, teacher, son, brother, sister, you know, uh, and then we deal with professions, attorneys and school teachers and janitors and doctors. And so when we deal with anything that's more spiritual and or natural, we have to begin to take consideration that these are what we are partially what we move into, but they do not speak of our identity. So when we deal with identity, which is a big question for a lot of people, identity basically is this. It's who you are right now without any attachments to any definitions. Now that's going to be very hard for many of you because of the fact you're going to look at this and say, without any attachments to any definitions, that's hard for me because my brain wants to wrap around something that I am or that I do. In other words, I need a definition. The truth is true identity does not hold a definition. The moment it holds 
holds a definition, you box it in. And boxing something in means that you are giving into the comfortable part aspects of that box, of that title, of that you know genre or that gifting. And that's something then you'll find your comfort in, which means you'll feed more into your comfort day by day because the flesh, us as people, in general, anyone actually loves comfort. We love to be able to know everything. We love to be able to, under, to understand everything. And so because of that, we, we dive more into things that are comfortable and feel more secure and safe for us versus walking on the water by faith and just putting it out there and not even knowing the definition of what we're doing, right? And so you have to begin to realize that when we're prophesying to people, the last thing you want to do, unless you specifically feel in your heart of hearts, God is specifically saying, thus at the Lord, this person is called to be this. Because the main thing we have to remember is, you know, when it deals with people in the Bible, we hear a lot of prophetic words that don't even even allude towards calling someone, let's say, for example, an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, an intercessor, a prayer warrior. In fact, you really rarely ever hear that in the scriptures at all, if any, of, of God saying, hey, thus said the Lord, I'm calling you to be a prayer warrior. Because everybody's supposed to be praying. <laughs> you know? Uh, thus said the Lord, I'm calling you to be an intercessor. Well, everyone really should be intercessors in our life. That's called care and compassion and, and concern. And it doesn't water those callings down by far. It just means biblically we don't see that in the scriptures really at all where God's calling that. Now we do see where God says to Jeremiah, hey, I've called you to be a prophet before you're ever, when you're in your mother's womb. We see a couple of places like that. I think we do it with, uh, you know, let's say Malachi or Haggai. You know, we, we deal with, excuse me, Malachi. We deal with a lot of people that are called where God says, I'm calling you to be a prophet. But it's also the place where he's telling them a little bit more of bringing that out after the, after the calling. And then the other times we hear, you know, God says, don't go in this direction. God says, you know, that he's going to raise up a king to do this. God says he's going to do this. And so you hear where it's more, more or less directional, but yet general, but yet powerful of the direction of a people, or maybe a direction of even an individual, but it, but it doesn't house people in so much to where this is who you are, what you are, and this is pretty much all you're going to be known for. Because God knows there's so much more that he's created us to do. So with that said, we have to begin to take into consideration that if we're going to be quick to call people to an office or anything, I'm going to say this. Make sure that you are very highly, highly trained in the prophetic before you do that to make sure you are guaranteed you are hearing the voice of God. And even, even if it is the voice of God, God will still always follow up after the title, after the call, he will always follow up with some type of direction that still leads to expansion, still leads to evolving into a greater version of an expanded part of you because of the simple fact there is an entrance here of God's Word that always brings forth an expansion, not a locking down, a boxed in, and this is who you are, and just, this is what you're going to do till you die, and there's nothing new under the sun for you. You'll never do anything else. And that's a lot of times we might say, well, nobody's ever prophesied that, Jeremy. You're right, but yet we allude towards that in the prophetic world to people without realizing we're doing that. Because you got to be careful, and the idea here is to bring forth people with direction, excitement, encouragement. The main thing about the prophetic 
is encouragement. You know, that's why the Bible says prophecy is edification, exhortation, and comfort because it brings people to a place of, of being comfortable in the encouragement of a directional word of the hope and the bright future of where they're headed, right? And so being comfortable is not a dangerous, bad thing. Being comfortable within a box in into a title, a calling, that's dangerous. Being comfortable within a direction, being comfortable within a call that is evolving or leading you into something that's going to be, that you know is guaranteed to expand, that's the way God pretty much will bring it to his people. And so that's where we have to begin to understand that. So when we prophesy, we have to begin to sort of steer, steer clear away from some of these things that actually, you know, are going to box people in. And that's why I always tell people, people need educated. They need to be educated on the prophetic. Because I talk to a lot of people every single day of my life that deal with, well, God's called me to do this, but I don't know how to do it. God said, I'm, uh, God said, I'm a prophet. God said, I'm an intercessor. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it means. Then what I say nine times out of ten, then you're not called to that. Because when you, when God calls you to something, and, there, and, and through, even through the prophetic word, there should be an evolving, a, a hope. Here's the key thing. A hope. Notice how he brings forth, the word of God brings forth a hope and a bright future. So the hope and the bright future doesn't just leave you at the, at the calling or leave you at God's calling you to be a prophet. No. That's, that's what more immature prophets would do. But mature prophets would bring forth a hope that would lead into a bright future by saying something to the effect of, hey, God's called you to be an intercessor, a prophet, an apostle, teacher, and then moving into the direction of, here's what God, here's the plans God has for you laid out in your life. Uh, there's an open door here uh, where God's going to move you into this direction, and yet these things are going to begin to open up for you, and these doors are going to open up for you, because then we know the expandedness of that, and we realize that we're not boxing someone in. And, and another thing is, it doesn't mean God's going to box you in simply because you are a prophet or an intercessor or whatever God just called you to. Because bottom line is this, these titles do not open doors. What opens doors is sons and daughters of God. Hello? Because God never would never put a title upon somebody and say, and, 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 and allude towards that feeling of like, you have the power to open up all these doors, and you have the power to do all these, and you've got the keys to unlock these things. But Joe Blow over here, who's serving God, and who's a son of God, you know, as well, without the title, can't do anything at all. God would never allude towards that. God is no respecter of persons, the Bible says. And so God's favoritism is upon every single person, you know, in, in the kingdom. Every single person. And so it's it's those who call upon the name of the Lord. So those who call upon God, they're going to have access like anyone else would, whether you're a prophet, apostle, whatever. This exclusive mentality has got to be able to leave this planet. Because the exclusiveness of feeling as if what I'm called to do within that genre is, is the most important and I have something more than you do. The idea here is in the prophetic is open up the door that opens up hope and a bright future to anyone you prophesy to and doesn't box them in within a calling or a title that would that would bring those people to a place of feeling like I don't know what that looks like but obviously that's the only way only route for me to go right because the idea here is to say it's not the only route it is it is an amazing route
It's not an only route. It's an amazing route God's given you. But the amazing route will just open your identity even more beyond the title, beyond the gifting. And this is one of the dangers of the charismatic movement is boxing people in to say, okay, I had a prophetic word. I'm an intercessor. This person over here called, you know, I had a prophetic word. I'm a prophet. This person over here says, I got a calling. I'm going to be a prophet of the nations. This person over here, I got a calling to be an apostle. Well, let me just say this to be honest with you. What happens is when we do that it becomes dangerous because then you realize you can't have chiefs without Indians. Hello? Which doesn't mean anyone's better than the next, but guess what? We also have to have doctors. How come nobody prophesies anything about being a janitor? Let's just, you know, you know why? Because in Americanism, the, the idea here is, is that janitors are the lowest on the totem pole. They are the least of all. No one wants to be that. The truth is that's not right. And it's very unbiblical because what a janitor does is he cleans up people's crap. Pardon my language. He cleans up people's crap and mess, which is a huge honor because the Bible makes it plain. If you want to be a leader, you got to be a great servant. Great servants are made from great leaders. And so it's interesting how we don't allude towards anything within our Western world that would, that, that the flesh seems to and tends to feel as if it's the least of these. It's like somebody prophesying and saying, Lord says, I'm going to raise you up as a, as a great mother. And, um, you know, and, and, and you're going to do this as a mother because most people will look at that and say, well, I don't want to be a mother. I, you know, I'm, I can do that any day of the week. I want to be a prophet. I want to be an apostle. And so what we do is we don't hear that anymore. We don't hear people prophesy. God's going to raise you up as a mother, a good mother. God's going to raise you up as a good son. You know, I'm going to raise you up as a good sister to your, you know, to your, to your brothers. I'm going to raise you up to be, you know, um, a great neighbor. Well, all those really don't feel like that it brings people wealth and fame and, 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 and the, and being in the spotlight and being excluded in the sense of being separate because I'm more important than you because I've got a title. These are dangers in the prophetic movement. They're dangers in the charismatic movement. And trust me, I've had to debunk, for lack of better words, hundreds of people from that mentality because then they get lost, they get confused, and then they feel like God's let them down because I can't fulfill this call that God's called me to. I don't know how to do it. And I say that's because you're not called to it. Because organically, if you're called to something and God makes you aware of it through a prophetic word, that's the key thing. God is just making you aware of something that was asleep in you, but yet it's always been in you. And if that's the case, that means organically, you will find yourself organically understanding and flowing in that because the Holy Spirit's here to teach you and you'll find yourself moving in, the, in whatever it is that God's called you and it'll make you a more aware of the expandedness of that call and that title that then you'll begin to grow past that. And so the, the idea here is if someone says to me, I'm a call to be a prophet, but I don't know how to prophesy. I don't even know what to do. What does that look like? I said, then you're not called to be a prophet. Not at all. You, you, we need to find your role because there's something within the DNA of our body that just knows what it knows what it knows what to do and it just flows naturally in that process of God awakening you through a prophetic word. So when people tell me, I don't know what to do, what does it sound like, what does it look like for me, what is God saying to you about my call, I say, you're not called to this. We need to move on. Right? We need to move on. Because the idea is, I'm all about training, I'm all about teaching, but but yet when you don't have a clue of what it looks like, feels like, sounds like to you, then you're disconnected from it. Because your spirit man will automatically jump and leap. Like Jeremiah said, Jeremiah said, you know, his word was like fire shot up in my bones. It didn't come to him from the outside, it came from within. It shot up within him. Which means when you're called to something and there's recognition of a kindred spirit through a prophetic word, what recognizes and your spirit recognizes the call that's been prophesied to you, something begins to leap in you, Mary. 
And Elizabeth, right, something begins to, to leap in you, Jeremiah. Something begins to come up and, and like fire shot up within you because it resonates with that that is already within you. And then the knowledge and the teaching and the schooling will just add the flavor, but yet you will know what to do organically because the DNA of that gifting just automatically just takes over and knows what to do. And it will make sure it will expand your horizons and bring you out of that. If you're stuck to where you have to tell everyone, my name is Prophet so-and-so all of your life, then you know what? You've, you've gotten stuck and you, and you, and you've got low self-esteem and there's issues there that are trying to, trying to bring you to a place of the power within the title and not the power within just who you are as a child of God. That's more important. Is being the power of the child of God as a child of God, sons and daughters, versus the power of the title that you have been called to. You feel like you're in, and now let's face reality: you're stuck in it because it because it, it feeds your ego. Those are some dangerous things we have to look out for. It's no problem if somebody says, "Hey, by the way, what do you do for a living?" Well, I work in ministry, and I, I work in the prophetic. I don't have to say I'm a prophet of God. I just say I work in the prophetic. If somebody if somebody nails me to it or like asks me, well, what do you do specifically in the ministry? I just say ah, I work in the prophetic, you know. Because for me, it's like that's just some of who I am. It's not it's not all of who I am. If it was all of who I am, and I'm lost within a title and lost my identity as a human being, like Paul, who says, "Be all things to all people that you might win some." The, one of the greatest apostles ever says, I'm not just an apostle, I'm all things. <laughs> Are you with me? And so when somebody sort of brings forth, I'm a prophet of God, I, I will be addressed that way, then, then you let, then they're hurting themselves because they're cutting their own throat by cutting off the power of expandedness to be all things to all people. They've locked themselves into something because of low self-esteem and therefore now they have to have accolades within that title because they don't realize and understand that I'm not just that, I'm all things. So I I don't, I don't call myself a prophet. I've operated as one all my life. I've met presidents. I've met government, government, government officials. I've met billion, I mean, millionaires. I, I mean, I, you name, it, I've been all around the world, been there, done that, don't really care. <laughs> I did it because it was my call. I loved it. I loved it. And God called me to it as my honor. But you know what? It didn't make me any better as a human being at all. Because what makes me as a human being is knowing my identity is being all things, whatever I need to be. That's the power of God's kingdom working within us. So I wanted to sort of open that up today, just sort of help you guys out to say, huh, I never thought about that, Jeremy, in the the prophetic. Because these are things very important for us to examine, to understand food for thought today, right? Food for thought. That's what we all need in our lives. So food for thought, my friends. So I want to also encourage you guys, if you can, go to the website, identitynetwork.net. We have released some explosive digital download music uh, CDs. We've hired musicians, and we are now moving that direction where we have download after download after download. Uh, there's one album called The Court of Heaven, one album called The Glory, one album called Time to Sleep. We deal with all these that are instrumental, really anointed, powerful, instrumental CDs that are downloads only that you can just listen to. One helps you sleep. One helps you to release that presence of God in the atmosphere. One helps you just really gives you chills down your spine because it's so heavenly sounding. There's a lot of powerful ones. We have a meditative guitar one. I mean, on and on. So check them out, guys. Download them. They're just $10.99 to download a full, complete album. But once you do, you'll be thankful you did because it'll definitely play in the atmosphere and you'll see your atmosphere begin to be charged up, but also shifted and changed. So go to identitynetwork.net, look under the new music uh, uh, row 
on our website and check them all out and download as many as you can today, folks. You will love them all, I promise you. So as always, thank you again for tuning into our podcast. We just bless every one of you. We really do. And as I close, let me say this as well. And that is, if you don't like your day today, the way it's going, I have great, amazing news for you. You can begin to change the way you see it, change the way you think about it, change the way you're living it, change the way you're feeling it, and your day will automatically change. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.